everybody. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and my dogs are barking right outside my window. If you hear that, I apologize. Anyway, I feel like a bit of a curmudgeon today because I really didn't do anything for the Super Bowl. I woke up this morning and it occurred to me, I've got a lot of football stories. I could have put a collection of football stories together. And then it also occurred to me that, you know, I think some of those old football stories have never been recorded. And that could have been a really cool idea for the program today. But then again, I guess if you're really into the Super Bowl, you'd probably be watching it right now. Unless you had a podcast to record like I do. Sorry, I had to pause it and give my dogs a couple moments to to settle down. Anyway, um, for tonight's podcast, I have a recording by Mr. CJ. And we were actually talking about not doing this particular audio because it goes back and forth from two points of view. Um, it's based on a couple of blogs and I'll put a link to them, um, Mia and Kayla, and the story kind of alternates between both points of view. And so we were talking about, should I read the mail part? Should, you know, should we just have one person read it? And we basically decided to, to just have, to have, uh, Mistress DJ read it. Anyway, uh, hope you like it. It's in the form of, uh, basically uh, and in almost a documentary form as, as they both relay the events of what has happened since last school year began. Mia's College Sissy, written by Kylie Gable, Mistress DJ, Mia, and Kayla. Published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Mia, I keep getting asked what it's like having a sissy. I'm also asked what are my future plans for Kayla, and will I be adding more sissies to my collection? Let me start by saying it wasn't my intention to get a sissy to begin with. One thing led to another, and Kayla just kind of happened. But secondary to that, Kayla isn't mine, but rather a collective creation between me, Paige, Bex, Ashley, and others. Let's be honest, though. I mean, think back to your college days. If you could have had a maid, wouldn't you have taken advantage of that, regardless of how it came about? I digress, but let's go back to the beginning. I knew I was always going to be attending college. I also wanted to see something different than California. Don't get me wrong. It's home and will likely be after college days. But as Cheryl Crow says, a change will do you good. So when the acceptance letter to DuPont arrived, I was intrigued. My parents had always encouraged me in academic pursuits. And when the offer of a half scholarship, Chiching, arrived, I knew it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. DuPont College is an interesting college in the Midwest, far away from my home in beautiful San Francisco. I knew it would be a great place to step outside of my box. It was an Ivy League like my parents' paths, but it was well-rounded and a good college, and therefore a good place for me. I packed my bags in August of 2022 with a mix of excitement and apprehension as I prepared to leave for the Midwest. When I arrived at DuPont, I was surprised by the size and the scope of the campus. It's pretty spread out and large considering the moderate number of students in attendance. The central square, or the quad, was bustling with students and faculty from all walks of life. Everywhere I looked, I saw a wide variety of people talking and laughing, studying and playing, and this seemed to be the center or nucleus, told you I'm a STEM girl, of the school. The academic buildings were majestic and imposing, but the dorms were cozy and inviting. I was immediately enchanted by the atmosphere of the college, but I feel like I stuck out like a sore thumb in some ways. 
San Francisco is a very fashion-forward city, and DuPont, well, it's in the Midwest. Have you seen the show Roseanne? Yeah, Midwest. Don't get me wrong, there's some folks from Chicago, etc. here, but there's also some people from Kansas, Wisconsin, etc. You get the picture. Think overalls are the people that would actually wear pajamas to the store. My first challenge was to find my dorm room. After a few wrong turns, I eventually located my room and introduced myself to my roommate, Paige. She'd already set up her bed and halfway decorated her side of the room. Paige was fairly quiet, but had a wicked passive-aggressive side and a very dry and sarcastic sense of humor. I soon discovered that Paige and I had a lot in common. We both loved music, science, math, and technology, a good pairing considering we're both STEM girls. The only real debate was who's hotter, Steve the Hare Harrington or Dusty from Stranger Things. I am Team Dusty Buns all the way here. I spent the first week of college adjusting to my new home, but I encountered this guy Kevin. He fashioned himself a basketball player, but to be honest, he was skinny, frail, and a bit feminine. I had an initial encounter with him where he tried to give me the riz. It was nothing more than some overused lines, and I don't even remember what he said it was so bad, but it was practically laughable. I guess something had happened prior to my arrival. Another now friend, but at the time new friend, Bex, was in the process of teasing the same Kevin. I guess the short story of it is he was being braggadocious. That's a word my mom would use. But long story short, he lost in wrestling to one of the other girls in our group, so they were having fun teasing him. He got arrogant and cocky about it. Then it turned into feminization. Again, it wasn't my intention to have a sissy, but I guess Kevin, now Kayla, has been feminized by association. Initially, Kevin was quite naive and easy to trick, as well as manipulate. One time, pretty early on, we set him up. He thought he was going to go on a date with Ashley, meeting up at her apartment, but we decided to wait for him and pounce. We tied him up and did his first makeover. That was the beginning of the feminization of Kevin. But believe me when I tell you, I do think he deserved it. All we'd have to do, though, when he started to grow out his neck beard, chops, or face fuzz, or, <laughs> laughably, try to put his foot down with whatever we were doing, would be to flirt with him a little, and his protest just melted away. The third week of school, we went to the mall. I think we posted a little bit about it on the blog, but... I had a little fun privately with Kevin, soon to be Kayla at the time. I went with him into Fenty, the lingerie and clothing line developed by Rihanna. I got him into a changing room and figured out how to tuck him into this tiny, tight little thong. Between the teasing and him being scared of what was happening, it was easy, and uh, he's not very well endowed. Then I paired it with a matching bra. Both were black and very sexy. Then I grabbed his socks, basketball nerd that he is, the long ones. I rolled them up and made him some titties. Then I decided to be kind, so I stripped my clothes off down to my panties and bra as well and talked Kevin into taking some pictures and selfies with me. Needless to say, I could always release these if needed. Somewhere along the line, I got the reputation of being the scary one. I suppose that incident in the dressing room may be where it started. When it comes to having Kayla... Kevin being compliant, I'm comfortable being the heavy, since fear seems to motivate Kayla. Kevin. I moved into DuPont College at the end of August in 2022. I had high hopes. 
I'd originally been thinking about walking onto the basketball team, but decided against it because I wanted to do well in my classes, and I wanted unfettered access to college parties. Unfortunately, things don't always work out the way you think they will. One of the first girls I met at college was a girl who lived down the hall from me, whose name was Rebecca, who went by Bex. She was actually taller than I am, but I liked tall girls. She also seemed really nice, and of course, being tall, she played basketball in high school, too. We hit it off immediately, and I definitely was interested in getting to know her better. It was through Bex that I met Paige and Mia. Mia especially would change my college experience forever. These girls were seriously good-looking. Mia is Japanese and has the kind of smile that can just light up a room, and Bex has long, straight red hair and wears glasses. She always reminds me of those girls in high school romance movies that take off their glasses and everybody suddenly realizes just how hot she really is. One thing about having long hair is that girls are always wanting to play with it. It can be really cool if they just want to run their fingers through it, but a lot of girls for some reason want to curl it and try to give me a girl's hairstyle. Every Halloween I'd always have a bunch of girls trying to convince me to go as a girl for college just so they can do my hair. Bex and several of her friends wanted to do my hair, and I wouldn't let them, no matter how much I drank or how much they begged. I just don't want to do that kind of stuff. I'm a guy, damn it. Anyway, they talked me into a bet, and I agreed just to shut them up. I agreed to wrestle Bex's friend, Allison. Like Bex, Allison was a very athletic girl. I could see that looking at her, but what I didn't know is that she had wrestled a bit when she was younger, and she knew what she was doing. I never would have agreed to the wrestling match if I had known. All the girls cheered when she made me submit, but I wasn't about to let them enjoy their ill-gotten victory. Instead, I ran to my room and locked them out because these girls were determined. Fun is fun, but they tried to get all scary like if I didn't pay up, they'd do more than just my hair. I hoped it would be the end of it, but these girls were determined. They took pictures of themselves holding up items of women's clothing and makeup in order to intimidate me, and I was starting to spend all of my time looking over my shoulder. They were determined to get me, and I felt like there were more than enough girls to do it if I wasn't careful. Paige. I was pretty concerned about what they were going to pair me up with for a roommate. I'd arrived nearly two weeks early and decorated the dorm. The dorms were so plain. White walls, twin beds no color, and they were all institution and cookie-cutter similar. I put a valance on the window, I added a pink throw rug, and at least got some art on the wall. Above all things, I wore they pair me up with a ding-batter, maybe even like a drama kid type. You know the type that took drama all through high school and had aspirations of being an actor? Insert a heavy eye roll here. Needless to say, I was pleased to meet Mia. Her parents are engaged, but not helicopters or dragons. She seemed to have good manners, was a nerd like me, and was really pretty. Though either she's unaware of that or puts little value on the aesthetics. Ashley. I have no idea how I got involved in this. My friend Allison told me that there was a guy they were trying to trap so that they could do his hair. It was a strange request, but what the hell, right? I emailed Kevin and told him I found his picture and information in the freshman directory and that I wanted to get to know him better. He bought it, and soon we were Zooming and making plans to get together. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Victoria Vaughn. Kylie got an email from Spotify last month warning him about adult content on the podcast. 
for now, there is no problem, but we do have to be careful about what we put on the free podcast so that we can stay on the air. Scenes that might have been allowed before have become a bit dangerous for us. It's one of the reasons that the premium podcast is so important. Because you have to subscribe to listen, we don't have to worry about content limits, so we can include much more titillating scenes. Premium subscribers get the entire audio and not just a clip. That includes all the good parts. And the shows don't just disappear when we're done with them. There's something like 30 hours of content in the archives of accessible when you subscribe. It's $15 a month, and we know that's not in everybody's budget. But if you're interested, check out the premium feminization boudoir on Spotify. Or check out the link in this show's description. Yeah, I felt a bit of guilt about setting him up this way. I mean, I was a sophomore and he was a naive freshman, but sometimes it has to be chicks before dicks. His comeuppance were great when we were back to my place and all the girls were hiding in my bedroom waiting for him. Unfortunately for Kevin, they weren't about to stop with just his hair. Now, in addition to being pretty good at seducing innocent boys, I've also got a bit of talent for bondage. I had a boyfriend who loved tying me up, though I discovered I preferred doing the tying to being tied. He was cool either way, but he wanted to struggle and not be able to get loose. So I learned all about tying a guy up. Kevin tried his best to fight back, but even though he considered himself an athlete, he's not a very big guy. He's definitely more girl-sized than boy-sized. That's probably why Allison was able to overpower him in a wrestling match. I don't think she's the only one of us who could do it either. With me and Beck helping, Kevin was forced face down on my bed, and the girls were nice enough to hold his wrists together so that I could bind him nice and secure. Soon, we had Kevin bound to a chair. I tied his hands behind his back, his arms to the back of the chair. I tied his ankles to the chair legs and put a gag in his mouth until we could figure out what to do with our prisoner. Allison and her friends had a lot of clothes and accessories to go along with their hair and makeup tools. Kevin was helpless and in for one hell of a makeover. Mia. Initially, I wasn't sure what to make of Kevin. He was arrogant, supposedly so good at basketball that he considered that he didn't grace DuPont with his skills. Well, from what I see, he'd be more the type that would yell foul at any little bump and whine until he got his way to some free throws. But I digress. Things took a serious turn when he lost that wrestling match to Allison. It was funny to me that a man, in theory at least, would lose in wrestling to a woman. Granted, Allison is pretty athletic. But then we had him thinking he was going to get to go on a date with Ashley. She was friends with Allison, and I guess she laid it on thick enough that Kevin believed that they were really going to be on a date. We all went over to Ashley's apartment and waited for Kevin to show up. We grabbed him and got him tied up. Let's face it. If he couldn't beat one of us in a wrestling match, he wasn't going to be able to overpower a whole bunch of us. We'd all brought makeup, shaving accessories, clothes, and the works for a proper makeover. We did what we could that day, but we got enough pictures of the big event that it made for good encouragement. Yeah, that's it. Encouragement. That he'd know better and play along. I found a lovely blue dress of mine that was perfect on him, and once we started to get his unibrow under control... Caleb began to take shape. Kevin. I couldn't believe it was all a setup. These girls were well prepared. I could have fought off one or three or four of them and gotten away, but Paige, Bex, Mia, Ashley, and Allison were just too much. These girls knew how to tie somebody up, too. 
or at least Ashley and Mia did. It wasn't long until they had me thoroughly bound to a chair. I found myself in a very awkward situation. They had me. They took pictures and the only way to stop them was to give in and that just gave them more leverage. I soon found myself on a very slippery slope of blackmail. These girls weren't going to just stop at doing my hair and they weren't going to be satisfied with one night of dressing me up either. Paige. I'm sort of the designated girly girl of the group, so it wasn't a surprise that they wanted me to do Kevin's makeup. What surprised me was how easy it was. Kevin was made to be a girl. He had a very gentle face that did not belong to a guy. His eyes were large and a deep dark brown, and his lashes were long and dark. His eyebrows were masculine, but we'd work on that in time. His lips were full and pouty, but not overly so. He smiled often, revealing an adorable set of dimples in his cheeks. His skin was creamy and soft to the touch, and his cheeks gave him a natural rosy hue. His hair was long and full. It was as if he'd been growing it for over a year in anticipation of what we're going to do to him. He'd grown it out long enough for it to fall past his shoulders in loose waves, framing his face perfectly. As I applied the makeup to Kevin's face, I couldn't help but feel a sense of satisfaction. It was like I was creating a work of art using Kevin's face as my canvas. I painted his lips with a bright red color, making them look plump and irresistible. I applied a layer of foundation on his face, covering up any blemishes or imperfection. I added a touch of blush to his cheeks, enhancing their natural color. Kevin was sitting in front of me, scowling as he waited for me to finish. He looked stunning, like a model that had just walked off the runway. I don't think he realized how stunning he was, and if he did, I don't think he appreciated it. Wow, he looks amazing, said Bex, admiring my work. I smiled, looking down at Kevin. Thanks, I had a lot to work with. I packed up my makeup kit, feeling proud of myself. I had never done a guy's makeup before, but I don't think many of them would have turned out nearly that good. Mia. We had him start to learn to dress himself and begin learning to do his own makeup. It was definitely a work in progress, but with YouTube tutorials, he got better at it pretty quickly. We had him learn one thing at a time. I also began looking into, Google can be your best friend, by the way, how to feminize a guy. Kevin. There was so much homework to being a sissy. I swear it took more time and effort than any of my classes. Mia. Typical guy that he is, he was continually watching baseball and football on TV. While I'm not a huge baseball fan, I know Bex and Allison are, I am a huge football fan. Well, let me reword that. I'm a huge Raiders fan. If you remember the 22-23 season, the Raiders came out of the gate strong. So arrogant bitch that Kayla can be placed a wager with me against my Raiders, if you can believe the audacity. My Raiders won, and he had to settle the debt. What was the bet for? Likely his freedom, I, I don't really remember, but since the Raiders won, Paige and I got ourselves a maid. We set out to get a maid outfit for our new maid, Kayla. Then Bex had a great idea. Kayla could watch the games if, and only if, he wore a cheerleading outfit. And where did we get these lovely outfits? A Halloween pop-up store. Let me tell you, they have a little bit of everything, and for a good price. I couldn't find a Raiderette outfit. But we did find a cute one nonetheless, so she got to watch the game, as long as she had her uniform on. Kevin. 
I'm a big Bears fan, and while last season was tough, we did get the number one draft pick, and I think our future is bright. I would never have bet me on a Bears game, but the Raiders were pretty terrible last year, too. The first cheerleader outfit I had to wear was for the Bears opener. I really wanted to see the game, and they were going to make me miss it, probably tied to a chair watching Lifetime movies unless I cooperated. I had to agree to shave my legs, let them do my nails and makeup for the day, and post a selfie of me smiling and wearing Ashley's old cheerleader uniform. So not only did the Bears only win three games, they're the reason I started to shave my legs. Ashley didn't mind making me wear her old uniform, but she wasn't about to give it to me permanently. Now, I think they were thinking of getting me a Bears cheerleading uniform, but the Chicago Bears got rid of their cheerleaders sometime in the 80s. They couldn't find a Raiderette uniform either, but they did come up with a Halloween costume that looked just like a cheerleading outfit. Football time in America is like the most masculine time of the week, but I had to wear full makeup, nails, uniform, and a bow in my hair as the final touch. Being dressed like this also meant I couldn't go watch the game on a big screen TV and was reduced to small in my dorm room. Even worse, my roommate was there, which made me feel extremely self-conscious as he wasn't dressing yet. This year, Mia found me the Raiderette uniform she's always wanted, but I don't know if my roommate will also be dressing up for games this season. Paige. As it turns out, Mia and I had quite a few things in common. One of them was that Kayla developed a fear of Mia pretty early on, and of me too. If you're not seat, if you're not sitting, have a seat. This is a good one. One of the first times we had Kevin, Kayla, over to clean our dorm room, I embarrassed him something fierce. I had done my laundry earlier in the day and had it sitting on my bed, so one of my tasks was to put it away. Well, I think it may have been the first time he ever saw a thong, or even women's panties. I walked in and caught him holding it up, admiring it. Or maybe he was trying to figure out what it is. Knowing now that he found most, if not all, of us attractive, I would have reacted differently and really lowered the boom on him for being such a creep or being perverted. Instead, I walked in and asked, See something you like? Well, he turned about 50 shades of red and quickly pulled out the drawer to stash them in. Letting out a giggle, I went into the bathroom as I needed to brush my teeth. I, uh... I, uh, uh, I, I didn't know what it was, Kevin stuttered out. I stuck my head around the corner, mouth still full of toothpaste and a toothbrush as well. What was that? I asked, dripping toothpaste onto the floor. Nothing, Kevin squeaked, eyeing the toothpaste blop. Ah, I turned on my heel and went back to the sink. When I came out, there was Kevin on all fours, ass kind of in the air, wiping out the toothpaste. If you like them, you can have them. He just looked up at me like a deer in the headlights. Even though I thought he might use my panties for nefarious reasons, I meant it when he said he could have them. Yeah, yes, uh, uh, I'd like that, he answered, continuing to clean. I walked over to the drawer and fetched the hot pink thong. I handed it to Kevin, saying, enjoy. He quickly tucked it into the pocket of his maid's outfit. I'd assume he still has them. What he does with them, I can only imagine. We haven't spoke of it since, and I've told nobody until now. Mia. I had noticed that Kevin, or Kayla, I guess, had developed a pretty deep-seated fear of Paige, or maybe respect is a better word for it early on. This makes a great deal more sense now. But I will say having a maid is amazing. I recommend it to anyone. <laughs> LOL. My mother would never hire one on, as they're too expensive. 
so she just about blew a gasket when she found out I had a maid. I explained to her, it's kind of like a, a barter deal. She didn't ask any further questions, and I'm glad for that. Paige. I mean, if I'd known he had a thing for most or all of us, I'd have embarrassed him. And I would have had him put him on, hike about his maid skirt, and walk down the hall. Mia. As I said, that makes a lot more sense now. Mid-September, maybe the second or third weekend of school, we made a secondary adjustment to Kayla's eyebrows, but we did it slowly. Eyebrows can really make a big change in looks. And to be honest, those busy eyebrows, those bushy, busy eyebrows, were about the only masculine thing about him. Kevin hadn't quite embraced the changes yet and was being pretty defiant and whiny. In fact, he was complaining and whining to anyone who would listen. So Paige decided to add a new rule one day. Kayla had to always keep her toenails painted with color, not clear polish. Now of all hills to take a stand on, she really tried to fight us on this. So it evolved into panties as well as stockings under all her clothes, even when dressed like a boy. All right, so uh, that was Mia's College Sissy. And I'm going to put the uh, links up to the two blogs. If you like forced feminization, I think you'll like it. And uh, this is a little bit of a shorter episode, whether you heard the clip on um, the free podcast or you're hearing the, uh, the whole thing on the premium. It's a little shorter than I like. So next week I will be sure to put in a little bit of extra content to kind of even it out a little bit. Also, if you are on the premium, um, we had an issue with the audio on slow burn number two. So as a bonus, I put up all four full audios in uh, slow burn um, up. It's just a bonus midweek. So if you look in the archives, you will find it. And um, that audio is available at Clips for Sale for $34.99 or Night Flirt. Candy Apple Hotline for $29.99. Candy Apple Hotline has been going great. I want to thank uh, Shayla and DJ who have been, especially DJ, have been doing the lion's share of the work on it so far. If you enjoy them on the podcast, you'll love talking to them. And that's on Night Flirt, Candy Apple Hotline. Anyway, I am uh, going to go turn my attention to the Super Bowl. And uh, I don't want to make a prediction this year. I don't know who I want to win is the problem. I don't hate either of these teams, and I don't really love either of these teams. So I'm just kind of like, go football. Anyway, um, be back next week. I hope you will be too. Bye-bye.